Blaine and Mickey 1045 The Zone. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Great to have you with us. Uh, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, game one in the books. Vandy wins eight to two. Seven of those runs came in the first inning. They just couldn't stop scoring. It was bananas to watch. Seven run first inning after Jack Leiter allowed. He always allows one home run. This is the funniest thing. He allowed his home run. And then then that was it. Uh, Then Vanderbilt just went buck wild bananas. Uh, on a couple of different pitchers, including the poor fella who started, uh, McLeod, that that poor guy, he had that look in his eye. Last time I saw that look in somebody's eyes where you're like, oh, man, this is not going to go well. Blake, this is a true story. You guys played the Falcons in 99. I believe it was in 99. It had to have been. Oh, yeah, here and, at home. At and home. Tony, Tony Graziani, who played like 20 years in the Arena League, he had a very short NFL career. He's this tall, skinny Guy, I think he was even left-handed. And I was doing some freelance TV at that time for Fox 17. And I remember look, looking at the film of that game. I did the sports that Sunday night or whatever. They only did the one newscast then. And whoever shot that game for Fox, if I knew, I'd shout him out. Whoever the photog was. Actually, it was somebody from Channel 2 because we were still in the same building as Channel 2 then. There's some TV history for you. So it would have been Channel 2's video. Tony Graziani got hit so many times by Jawan Curse that day. He was shaking in the shotgun. His hands were shaking. Oh, that was the, the quarterback. I was trying to think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had that look in his eye like, this is going to go terribly as soon as the ball hits my hands. And that poor kid last night, and we had the beat writer on earlier, he said, that guy's going to be a second or third round draft pick. He's just scuffling right now. Since the postseason has started, that poor guy said his ERA is in the 13s. And then he didn't get out of the first inning last night. But they, what Vandy get after the first inning? One, two hits. They scored one. It was one to one for the last eight. In, for what it's worth, it was one to one for eight innings of that game. It was just seven to one in the first inning. Yeah, he just had some control issues, as well as referring to, because he walked two batters. Then he yep. hit two batters. And then yeah. to, to Vandy's credit on the walks the guys were very patient I would have swung at both of the last pitches myself personally even watching it on TV they yep. were very patient and then they had timely hits but I mean that was only in that inning people go oh well that's solid well no now th- this that's not going to happen every game yeah now, so you got to say okay well did they continue to do it within every other inning no they didn't it, it kind of settled back down when the pitcher got out of there uh, so I, I'm just interested to see. I, I don't think you can bank on that again. Now, does that build confidence and everything else for Vandy? Absolutely. But I think this team, that's what I was asking about. I think this team is very confident. And they knew this guy, you know, the pitcher there, McLeod, was was struggling, but they still support him because he's their number one guy. The guy's going to go second, third round, he just said. I mean, this guy can pitch. He just had a, a few, I mean, four bad uh, you know, batters that he just went up against in that first inning. He just wasn't quite there. Sometimes it could have been just a, baseball. So mental, it could have been just because of the rain delay. He got all out of whack. Yeah. Couldn't come back down and focus. I mean, shoot. When I saw lighter, it got hit a home run. I'm like, dang again. Well, if you get contact on a fastball as quickly as it comes in, he can go out. Uh, so it's just that he's much more consistent and much more polished. That's yep. why he's gonna be a top five pick. Uh, it's just, that's the difference between a top five pick and a second and third round pick. This guy can pitch, and he was, you know, he's a lefty. So uh, that's all I was really trying to say. But they did have timely hits. Hey, they really did in the clutch there. And then 
I think it was a Jason Gonzalez uh, hit the three one home, which was incredible. That was awesome. And to be honest, at that point in time, you felt like, uh oh, game over because we got lighter yeah. in the game. So yeah. that, that's kind of how it was. You knew they weren't going to get a lot off of him. Uh, so that that's where the confidence leads from. But they didn't get much off the rest of the other pitchers either. Nope. See, so don't act like they were just killing them after that. It was, hey, man, so if they just cut that out a little mistake, and I'm looking at it from a coach's point of view because that's what you're telling your 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 team. Like, hey, man, we cut out a couple, make sure don't walk players, don't hit player here. We're fine. Hey, man, they're going to earn some too. And now you cut that. Let's say, say they still, now it was, would have been three to one instead of seven. Now we're still, we're, we're one guy on walk and then a swing away from tying it. Mm-hmm. See, so it's a totally different ball game. Baseball is a funny thing. Okay, so I, I just, I don't think it was overwhelming like people think. I know it, they gave, both teams had five hits. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Teams. It was both eight to two games. <laughs> that shows you that Vandy wasn't doing a lot at the at the bat, you know, batting. Well, yeah. I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm watching them. You know, my you know, my my, my wife was wants a front row seat. She's like, okay, what would you what you gonna have me? She's gonna have her, you know, we're gonna be sitting there having uh, tilapia while she's watching. She's, she's in love, man. She's in love. Yeah, so she's she's uh she's pretty jacked up. Uh, so it's it's always funny just seeing her follow sports. She would be straight bandwagon fan. <laughs> because I mean she likes sports, she's not like ever all in, like ever, unless some team is winning. Or she's she likes players, like you know, she likes Mahomes. I said, How are you gonna be cheering for Mahomes against the Titans? I like Mahomes. I'm a, I like I, Mahomes is good. I mean, I love him. He's good. I mean, that's a typical. Busy doing a lot of other things. She <laughs> likes what she likes, man. She mm-hmm. likes what she likes. All right, we got we got some plates spinning here on the show. Lucas has to move to Switzerland because he lost a Twitter bet with himself. We had a writer on who loves sitcoms. <laughs> and we got a, a writer for Pro Football Focus who says Ryan Tannehill is not a top-team quarterback. People have called in. Let's run through these calls real quick. Then we'll get Coach back on. Let's start with Chuck in Bellevue because we got down the rabbit hole of sitcoms. So Chuck wanted to share a little uh, thought on that. We had a big vote from MASH earlier. What's up, Chuck? Oh. Chuck, we got you? All yeah. Right, Chuck, up, there, guys. there oh, we hey, go. Hey. All right. Uh, H-Town Mick, Hitman, thanks for uh, giving me a minute on today. Just real quick. Two points. Uh, first, on the pro football focus, um, it was mentioned there that 89% of Titans fans know that Tannehill is going to fall out next year. Uh, but I'd like to say I bet 11% of Titans fans think that the kicker is going to fall out. So I get, <laughs> love seeing all the news coming out around defense and offense, uh, but definitely the kicker. And then regards to best uh, television series, when we're talking longevity and impact to the people, I mean, we've got to talk to Mari show. 30 seasons, 3,600 episodes, and impacted guest hosts all over the world. I'll hang up and listen to the crew. Thanks. Now, I think a lot of people found out who their dad was on that show as well. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to Cousin Paxton next. He wants to talk about the Ryan Tannehill slander. Cousin, welcome in. Hey, guys. Thank you. So just real quick, from the last caller, man, yes, I'm one of those 80 – nine percent he just mentioned 
But Tannehill hasn't given Titans Nation any reason to to, to think otherwise. I mean, yep. he's been balling since he's gotten here. So why wouldn't he continue that trend, especially with added weapons? So I think we're all a little justified in that. But, you know, first of all, it's sad for me to say this, but I don't – I'm not surprised that pro football focus doesn't have Tannehill in the top ten. We all know that he is a top ten quarterback. I mean, if you look at those guys on that list, you know, there are several guys who are in the top five, you know, top ten that really have not proved themselves in the playoffs either. Lamar Jackson, what has he really done in the playoffs? And then you got Justin Herbert, who hasn't made the playoffs yet. So to say, you know, Tannehill's not a top ten because of the playoffs or, you know, maybe his lack thereof of performance is absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand it. So keep sleeping on the boys. You know what? Derrick Henry is not a top running back in the NFL. I hope he's listening, man. So that's more motivation for him, man. Let's just ball out, man. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing out motivation. And finally, this is two days in a row that we will have heard from Cheeseburger. We order up the Cheeseburger now. What's up, Cheese? What's going on, guys? How how y'all doing, Blaine and Mickey? You're doing Doing great. I'm doing good, too. I just want to say, I think Ryan Tannehill – he is a very much a top ten quarterback. He's been balling out, and he he he's like I think Ryan Daniel. He might be the next Michael Jordan in the NFL. I think he might be uh, up there with the Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, man. And also Derrick Henry. I think he he should be up there too. Also, and um, also I want to say um, my parents they they were at the uh, World Series game last night in Omaha with four of their friends, and they were they had their bandy gear on and. Uh, they had beer poured on them last night by the Mississippi State fans. And a guy even photobombed my mom on Facebook last night. Um, I just want to say, Mississippi State fans, y'all need to show some class because y'all, y'all are the worst fans when it comes to sports. Mississippi State fans are the worst. Y'all need to show some class. Tell them cheeseburger. Wow. A cheeseburger. Just, uh, normally he's the most nice, mild-mannered guy. It's, it's spicy cheeseburger today, yeah, H-Town yeah. cheeseburger. Yeah, well, I, I I think he had a little too much spice when he said, I mean, I'm a Tannehill guy, but I, I mean, <laughs> Michael Jordan, uh, well, I'm going to stop all that. But uh, I, you know what I really believe about Tannehill is the narrative about him with the Dolphins. People won't let it go. And they have yeah, this vision of him, and they just won't believe that he's good. I'm telling you, I've done numerous radio shows across the country. Even in Miami, and they can't believe it. They laugh at me when I tell them this guy's a franchise quarterback. He's doing phenomenal. They laugh at me every time. I'm going, "Hey, man, I'm serious now." It is what it is. It is what it is. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, he's he's doing phenomenal. I mean, then people are talking about he's not going through his progression reads. Guess what? When you don't have to go through your progression reads, when you already read the defense before the ball is snapped. <laughs> Yeah, so put them on the ding-dong list. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Blade and Mickey, 1045 The Zone. Let's keep this Titans talk going next with the Mac attack. Coach Mac joins us next right here. Blade and Mickey. Oh, you hear that sound? You know what time it is. Time for Coach Mac to join us. Dave McGinnis, courtesy of our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. If you need great health care coverage at an affordable price, let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. Coach, we got a couple people on hold. Let's incorporate some phone calls to your segment. You cool Let's with that? Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. All right. First of all, we got Chris from Columbia, and we've all been watching this new White Lucas. 
All right, we don't have Chris from Columbia, so we don't have a question about Bandy at Mississippi State, although we're all watching it. We do have a second caller, though. Who's the other one, Lucas? Kendall wants to weigh in on Ryan Tannehill, the Titans quarterback. Kendall, welcome in and say hello to Coach Mack. Yo, what's up, Coach Mack? And, uh, Blaine, hey, Kendall. Personal chauffeur, bro. What's up, brother? How are you? Good, good, good. Hey, listen, man. Uh, you know what we talked about before? You know, I told you I met uh, Miami's equipment manager, the guy that taped uh, Ryan Tannehill's ankles. And he said, he said, I quote, he said, Ryan Tannehill is going to have the best career of his life in Tennessee. And uh, I totally believe that. Uh, my mind's made up. I think we need to go pop this guy in the head who wrote this article because that makes no sense to me. Uh, but anyway, that's just my that's just my two cents on that Ryan Tannehill thing. Dude is amazing. So, uh, so yeah, absolutely. You guys take care. I'll, I'll, I'll shut up and listen. Yeah, I completely agree. I guess, uh, Mickey, you want to give the backdrop of what we discussed so that way uh, Coach Mack uh, can understand uh, why people call it people's articles and everything else. So, Coach, uh, Ryan Tannehill, for the last, well, what, he didn't start uh, six games in 2019. He started the last 10. Then he started all of them last year, and has been a fantastic quarterback for this franchise. Has led them to playoff wins to a division championship. Um, but it's been interesting because, and I know players and coaches don't care about this, but fans get fired up about it. There was a list that came out today of top 10 quarterbacks from one of the pro football focus writers. We didn't have Ryan Tannehill on it. We're all kind of confused by that. What league are people watching if they don't see this guy's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? Again, I know he doesn't care. Right? Nobody cares down in that building, but it does rile up Titans fans that their quarterback doesn't get respect. Well, I appreciate Kendall's passion. I mean, I, I, I really do. You know, you appreciate that passion. And, and you're, you're right about one thing. And, and, you, and you and Blaine both know this. Uh, and and, and I, don't, I don't blame our fans for getting, you know, fired up about it because they're passionate about their players. They're passionate about their teams. And you're, and you're right. In the, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, this is, guys, this is the, is, is the most, this is the most off time of the National Football League, right? So this is the season of list. This is the season of list. And that's all you have to, you, you can go, any publication you go to right now, it is nothing but list. And lists are usually made up of people that, you know, have a little bit of knowledge. And sometimes a little bit of knowledge is more dangerous than no knowledge at all. And so, you know, it doesn't take much to put a list together. And, and sometimes they may do this just to incite clicks, just to incite, you know, uh, listenership or viewership or whatever medium they're on. But if you're talking football-wise, since Ryan Tannehill was inserted into the ballgame up there at Denver, he has done nothing but, you know, be part of a very successful football team. Now, he's, you know, quarterbacks always get, first of all, they get all the money. The second of all, they, you know, they, 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 they get all the, all the attention when things are good. They get more, more of the attention when things are bad. But football is such a, a, a game that you depend on each other so much. But Ryan Tannehill, for his part, what he has been asked to do, Within this offense and for this football team, you can't you can't say anything negative about what he's done. Now, have we lost some games where he's been the starting quarterback? Yes, I'm not sure, but I don't think there's any quarterback that's ever played that has not lost a game. 
and, and so and so to me, I mean, if you just want to look at it objectively and through, you know, real football lenses, this guy's done everything that he's been asked to do. And then, and Blaine can attest to this, since he's come in here, he's been nothing but a positive for this organization, a positive in the locker room, a positive in the community, and a producer on the field. So, look, it is the season of list. And I understand people can read lists, look at lists, comment on lists. I love them calling into your show, to all of our shows, talking about lists. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when we all gather back up, July the 27th, (laughs) it's got to happen on the field. I think my favorite thing about Tannehill is this. Once he once he became the starter after every game or every other game or, or more and more players started to say, yeah, we had never gotten this look in practice, but Ryan pulled me aside before the series and said, if your guy does this, do that, and I'll be watching for you. Or he'd say, look, I know we never prepared for this scenario, but I want you to be ready because, it, Coach, there have been so many stories that guys have told about Tannehill doing that. I love hearing that about the quarterback, that he's pulling guys aside and just saying, hey, man, be ready for this particular situation. I know other quarterbacks do that too, but – there's just been so many instances where players have said Ryan told them about a specific thing and then that thing happened. Well, that's part of being prepared as a quarterback. I mean, yeah. that's part of playing. That's part of being a quarterback. I mean, there's much more to, to being a quarterback than just, you know, throwing the ball and handing it off. I mean, you know, it, it, it's all the mental preparation. It's all the things that, that you can do prior to the week that you play somebody. Um, and look, Ryan Tannehill last year, through their game plans, I watched it. You guys watched it. I commented on it quite a bit when I'm broadcasting with Mike Keith. He he put them in a lot of good plays, but but you know by pre-snap looks. And but you have to prepare for that thing. You have to prepare for those instances. And really, it doesn't really matter if the quarterback knows what play to put you in if everybody else doesn't correspond with what it is is they're supposed to do when that play comes around against a certain look. So it all comes together. But that's what quarterbacks do. And that's what your proficient quarterbacks do in the National Football League. It's not just show up on Sunday and go out there and start spinning it or start running with it or start. That's not it. That's not it at all. And that's where ever since he came in, guys, and you guys heard me say this from day one when he came in and he agreed to come here as a backup. And he said, I'll be a, it started for 88 games. He's a number one pick that started for 88 games and said, I will come there as a backup because I know this will be good for my career. And he uh, 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 ingratiated himself to the locker room because of his work ethic. And he never once tried to usurp the job from Marcus Mariota, was totally supportive, did everything he had to do. And there's two ways to gain respect in a National Football League locker room. Blaine can attest to this. The first is physical and mental toughness. People know that, and you can't fake that. And the second is preparation. You know, if they know that you're all in and you're preparing, that gains you respect. He did both of those things from the jump. That's what he was doing at Miami. It just wasn't a good situation at Miami. It happens to a lot of players in the National Football League, and it especially happens to quarterbacks. On with the head coach of Titans Radio, Coach Mack joins us with the Mack attack on Blaine and Mickey. Well, speaking of lists, Coach, you are sitting in the booth with someone who's not just on the list. He is now in the Hall of Fame Tell us about Mike Keith and one of your funnest times with you personally in the booth when he called a player, you know, in the game that that you remember that comes up to mind uh, first thing when you 
you're thinking of Mike Keith calling a Titans game, but also what, what do you think when you hear Mike Keith's name? First of all, uh, Blaine, I'm going to say this before I answer that question. You also are a Hall of Famer, and which is, a, I mean, you, you also are a Hall of Famer. And well, so, Tennessee Sports <laughs> Hall of Fame, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's you know that that is a that is a that 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 is an achievement. It's a big deal, and also it's it's really cool because you're recognized not only by your peers, but you're recognized against uh, you know with other people because this covers all spectrum of sports, and this covers the entire state of Tennessee. And so to be recognized by people in that many areas as somebody that is very special to the sports landscape in the state of Tennessee, that's special. And so I just want to mention that. To begin with, because you wouldn't say a word about it, I will. You're a Hall of Famer, also, and so yep. it, it's very cool for Mike Keith, and on, and it's very well deserved. You know, on Thursday, you know, uh, we surprised him at a at a Titans Town Hall at Nissan Stadium. You know, where uh, Burke Nihill uh, had put it together with everybody was up there from the, the whole organization. Mike Keith gave a talk on the state of the Titans at this time, under the premise that that's what the Town Hall was four, but then they brought Brad Willis in. We brought Larry Stone back in, you know, uh, and, and then Titans Radio. We all showed up and walked out from behind the curtain like this is your life, Mike Keith, you know, and, <laughs> and, 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 and sat on the stage. And, and look, he was, he's very touched by this. He's very touched by it. And you guys know Mike like I do. He is the last person that wants to spotlight and focus on him. He is the very last person. You know that that wants that, but 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 what? And again, I, let me just say this: You asked me about my time with Mike Keith. Well, let me refer to my time. I've been on teams in my coaching career with eight National Football League Hall of Famers, eight of them. Mm. But they all possessed qualities, you know, that that you and Mike Keith both possess too: selfless, hardworking, all right, willing to do anything for the team. All right. And then really don't want any spotlight on themselves. I mean, that's been that's universal with all of those guys I've been associated with in my years coaching. It's universal. It's, it, it's you two guys. And it's Mike Keith to the T. This year, guys, some of my favorite times. See, we had to travel. We had to travel commercial this year because of COVID. You know, we could not travel on the team plane. And so that took a lot of work. And you know who took all of that on himself? Mike Keith. Mike Keith was our travel agent. He was our he was our hotel he was our hotel guy he was our he was our our, our driver with rental cars he took, he got everybody to the stadium he got I me mean, all the things that you know and a guy look a guy that's achieved what he has it's real easy to have people do that for you right mm-hmm. well guess who does that Mike Keith carried the bags into the into the hotel Mike Keith made sure everybody was set up so that's what he is my favorite times in, in the booth are this Mike Keith is such a professional. And he and I both absolutely love doing it. He does it with the windows open for a reason. We want the feel of what we are feeling and what our emotions are to come right through to the fans that are listening on the radio. It's a great honor to have people say we turn down the TV and we listen to you guys. So we want everything as genuine as it can be. But if there are times when Mike Keith is rolling, especially, guys, when we're on the road and that window's open and he's yelling sack or he's yelling touchdown Titans and people in front of us don't really like it, you know, because, you know, and they turn around and I can't I can't help. But I I incite them more. I can't help it. You know, I love to get them riled up even more. And Mike Keith will look over at me and go, Coach Mack. Do you seriously have to get them more fired up than they are? I said, absolutely. This is getting beautiful now. I said, this is so good now. Keep it up. Because he's not going to change the way he calls the game, right? 
And so uh, watching him and, and his enthusiasm and all the great, all the great help that he's been to me, this will be five years now that I've been with him, but I, I feel like we really make a good team, but we're a good team because Mike Keith makes everybody feel a very integral part of Titans radio. That's why it's such a good product. But to me, it's just fun working with him every day because here's what I get to do. I got to be around Hall of Famers when I coached. And now guess what? In my second career of broadcasting, I get to be with another Hall of Famer. I'm with another Hall of Famer right now on Hollywood Squares on the Zoom. How lucky am I? <laughs> Love it. Well, speaking of Hollywood Squares, Coach Mack giving us the Mac attack as always. Uh, is uh, what are you gonna be doing for the fourth man? You seem like a guy, man. You 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 know you probably going to the hot chicken fest or something this weekend. I mean, you're going to have some hot dogs, man. You seem like the guy is the guy you want to be with on July fourth, man. Well, let me say this: I think this is going to be a big celebration downtown with uh, a firework or two, right? Yeah. Right. I've been invited to a couple of rooftop parties already. I'm going to be at the Sounds game on the third. And so Coach Mack will be right in the middle of it on July 4th, downtown Las <laughs> Vegas. Believe that. Oh, man. <laughs> are you a hot dog guy or are you a chicken guy? Well, you know, chicken, like on the holidays like that. Chicken. Chicken all the way. Chicken. And, 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 and good, any, any good barbecue chicken. See, I, I, you know, growing up in Texas, of course, barbecue's a yeah. big deal. But somebody right. that really knows how to barbecue and 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 really do do a chicken right, I mean, I'm all I'm all I'm all for that. Hot dogs are hot dogs are okay. I don't dislike them, but if I've got a choice, it's chicken over hot dogs. All right. Well, speaking of chickens, this person's not going to be a chicken. Who is kind of going to their role with the Titans back to football? is kind of, you know, going to have a bigger role maybe than last year. It could be a guy who wasn't starting at all, who, who's now a part-time player. It could be a, a part-time player who's getting more balls or more playing time, or it could be a guy that's solidified, just plays better uh, this year because he had more opportunities. So you see anybody's role, I guess, being increased on offense or defense that you, you think it kind of stands out based off what you saw so far and camp. And it could be, it could fluctuate over the time, but I may ask you again later on uh, in training camp, but you know, did you see something you say, Whoa, okay. This guy may have a bigger role than you think. Well, I think, I, I think my answer to that just off of the mini camps would have to be Christian Fulton and Durrington Evans. Oh. Those guys have to do something. You know, yep. they, they need to do something this year for this football team, for themselves and for their careers, because they've both got the ability to play in this league. Now, the, the, the pandemic last year, the injuries that they suffered early on that kept them from that first year that is critical to development. They both had nice mini camps. They both had nice off seasons. I'm looking forward to them getting into training camp and continuing to escalate that development. Mm, well, with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. All right, Coach, before we let you go, I, I saw this and I couldn't believe it. Maybe you could shed some light on this. You spent a whole lot of time in your career with the Bears. I saw Mike Ditkett come out. There's a possibility the Bears, I guess, will move to the suburbs to what used to be a racetrack. The Bears Arlington can never leave. Arlington, yeah, like Arlington Heights racetrack. Wait, Mickey, look. That time in my life when I was head coach of the Bears for six hours and didn't know it for three. Right. <laughs> The reason that my interview was cut short one day and they asked me to stay over and spend the night was that, uh, that uh, they, uh, the owner was going downtown, Michael McCaskey, you know, God rest his soul, at the time to talk with Mayor Daly about, you know, 
trying to get the stadium upgraded and the stadium improvements. That was going on back in 1999, Mickey. Mm. That's been going on for a long time. And, and the thing that for people to know is the Chicago Bears do not own Soldier Field. Oh. Soldier Field is owned by the Park District of Chicago. Oh. So they're a tenant in that facility. All right. And so and, and so there therein therein lies the rub. And plus, I mean, it's the smallest stadium in, in the National Football League. Would it break my heart if they got off of Lake Michigan and off of downtown all of the 10 years that I had there with, I mean, just Camelot years of wonderful, wonderful memories. I'm like Coach Dick. It would break my heart to see them leave down there. But this is not something that's new, Mickey, if people know anything about Chicago sports. It's not some, anything new at all. Yeah, I know it's not new. I just I can't believe it would get to that point because Soldier Field and the Bears are just like Lambeau Field and the Packers. They're just such an institution. For those of us who aren't from Chicago, it's hard for us to picture the Bears anywhere else, or especially with a stadium with a roof on it somewhere. Well, know no this, Mickey. They have a lease there at the at the at Soldier Field till twenty thirty three. Okay. So you you need to keep your powder dry. You don't need to worry about this for a long time. All right, I'll keep my powder dry uh, as always. You've got, you got more things to worry about. I heard you have a squirrel. You have to worry about stealing your tomatoes, so <laughs> we're fine. Coach, I may have to cap that squirrel, uh, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a violent man, but if, if I see him take another one, and he'll mock me. My wife will back me up on this. Last time he stopped and stared at me and then, like, put his hand out like the Heisman and ran through the yard on his back feet holding that thing. Man, hey, Coach Magnet has a resolution. You got any resolutions to this, uh, Coach Mac? Yeah, do not shoot the squirrel. You know what the squirrel's doing? Being a squirrel. That's not I his know. fault. That's not his fault that you were putting a buffet out where he can just go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told Blaine. He and his family were here first. I'm going to respect it. So I just go. got to build a better fence. Thank you, Coach Mac. Great stuff. We'll talk to you next week. Guys, love it. See you. Right, you coach. coach Mac on the fourth. Don't hand that man a hot dog. Give him some yard bird. He wants the chicken, not the hot dog. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up next. Uh, update on the poll. Is Ryan Tannehill a top 10 quarterback? We've had people call in today. If you say no, we'd like to hear from you. We'll respect your opinion. Or if you just want to say yes, it's list season. 615-737-1045. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, rocking through a Tuesday afternoon. Great to be with you. Fun show today. Appreciate the phone calls and the tweets at Blaine and Mickey. Follow us there if you haven't. You can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcast, as well as all the other great shows here on 104.5 The Zone. We'd love to have you. Um, I got a squirrel who steals tomatoes at my house. We've got a pro football focus writer who thinks Brian Tannehill is not a top-ten quarterback, and Lucas Panzica will soon become a Swiss citizen based on a Twitter bet, essentially, that he made with himself about Switzerland beating France. So to you, Lucas, I need to say uh, this word to you, Grutzi. Do you know what that is? Uh, is that thank you? No, that's hello in Swiss. Oh, cool. So I, feel, Lucas, I think they speak like four different languages up there. Does it sound like German? Because in looking on Google, it seems like they're aligning some of the words. Yes, here. like I think Switzerland, they it's like Bel like Belgium. There's like three national languages where they speak German and French and Dutch. I think Switzerland is kind of similar. Hashtag America, y'all. One language. There, uh, Lucas, can you speak? Uh, 
German or any of those languages? That you no, speak? never, never. Ger- anything that's not like a Latin language, I do not. I, I have no oh, part okay. in like Portuguese. The Italian is in there somewhere. But yeah, stuff like German and Dutch sounds sounds foreign to me. I can speak redneck fluently because I'm from somewhere where that is the 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 language, uh, and then I can just speak more more regular English. Yes, um, I can I can speak those two languages. I took two years of Spanish in middle school. I really didn't even learn enough to order a Taco Bell proficiently. Uh, all right, so we're dealing with a lot of stuff here, obviously. Mark from Mount Julie does have a solution for one of our problems. I have a squirrel who will blatantly take a tomato off my plant in front of me and run back to wherever he eats them. Mark says he has a message and a solution. Mark, this welcome squirrel in. Squirrel looking for a nut. Hey, thank or you. Appreciate it. What the you got, solution, man? I need help. Yeah, the solution to the squirrels is they are very thirsty. We <laughs> haven't had a lot of rain, so what they do is they pick your fruit, your vegetables, and they suck the juice out of them for, you know, to quench their thirst. And then they'll just throw the tomato or whatever down on the ground and walk away. If you take a pan of water and you put that beside your tomato plant, they will drink the water and they will not pick your vegetables. Ah, I knew we'd find somebody who could get us like, oh yeah, this is awesome, man. I'm, I have to tell my aunt this story because she does the same thing and she's saying the same thing. Tell her that squirrel's there to suck her vegetables. He's out there with it while she's. A- <laughs> yeah, she said. Yeah, he's been a ding dong. <laughs> 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 So she's out there with a broom and stuff like that trying to get the squirrel. <laughs> imagine, a, thirsty. imagine like a 70-year-old lady out there chasing a squirrel with a broom, man. Trying to keep away from uh, her So literally what he's saying yesterday about this. This is crazy. So what he literally is saying is you need to make a thirst trap. <laughs> right. Thirst trap. Yep. They just thirsty. <laughs> actually just put like for your like your dog which is your dog uh but you know deal and just put it out there uh. <laughs> hey i believe it hey tell me if this works i want you to do this like <laughs> no, no. and then text me if it works and by the way try to get a picture too of him of him uh, drinking some water out of the bowl or pan he said pan you can put a bowl out there man you put a tupperware dish out there <laughs> I feel like I don't want to put it right next to it because what if he is hungry at that time? Like I get it that he's thirsty, that squirrel thirsty. Maybe, maybe I get that a little bit away from it, that, you know, where he knows is this where he tracks to and he can see it. Like, ooh, water! I want water <laughs> over over tomato. <laughs> oh, water! Oh, that tomato! <sighs> pull it off. It's too much work. I got stuck that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy that he knows that. <laughs> hey, man, I want to see if that works. I believe him. I believe All right, him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some water and put it out. By, I, I'll go do that now. We're done. Oh, man, I'll, I'll, be, I'll just... put a camera out there and be yeah. waiting, waiting, talking to squirrel. <laughs> All right, so you, well, let's get the hashtag veggie sucker trending <laughs> on Twitter. My, my phone is blowing up right Veggie sucker. Right. <laughs> there you go, freaking veggie suckers. 
the most literal I, version I of a first tra- thirst trap I've ever heard. Suckers, you tune into the show for thirst trap knowledge. That's Oh my gosh! Oh man, I'm sweating. I'm gonna need to drink some of the water out of that pan before I put it out there next to the thirst trap. All right, we gotta go. The NHL thirst trap is up next. Have a great night, everybody. Go scare out the squirrels. Happy Tuesday, you thirst trappers. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>